Well, a wap up a loop up a wap bear boom. Welcome to today's show, everybody. I am Steve. With me on my well, technically my left or right, whatever it is, doing an ABBA moment is Mr. Jeffrey Emmett, who looks frozen, but he is alive. He's here. I'm not frozen. I'm not frozen. I'm just a wap. <laughs> Welcome to Assigned Seating this week live again. This is our second time we've done this live, so I am well lit and ready to go this time without without internet issues. So that's exciting. But we thought we would Ooh. drop in today. Uh, we we ha- we do have a fallen comrade today. Uh, Vera was supposed to be joining us. Uncensored. Oh, the poor girl. She was getting a hickey from Kaniki and got the monkey pox. <laughs> Vera is not well today. So we are sending our love and dedicating this show to Vera because she's. I'm just you know, waiting for the comments in the chat room for her to pop up and be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> we are hopelessly devoted to V, as you know. <laughs> as you know, we are hopelessly devoted. Hi, Lashana. How are you? Welcome, welcome. So today, in case you didn't guess or didn't read the post, we thought in honour of the passing of the one and only legendary Miss Olivia Newton-John that we would have a bit of a discussion about, it's a classic, I mean, it's got to, it's a classic, 1978's Grease. Ah, Grease, who doesn't love a bit of Grease? How airbrushed is his face? Well, they're both pretty airbrushed. It's a cute moment for both of them. But, I mean, I can't. Gee, do you remember the first time you saw this movie, Jeff? Shit. I think, you know what? I I think I had the soundtrack first, but it, I think I got it, like, for Easter or something on VHS. Yeah. I think it was kind of my my gig. Um, yeah. I almost think that I got Grease 2 first. <gasps> the, the controversial Grease 2, which we will talk about. We will talk about it. But Which I, I, I've got to say, if I had to pick which one I like more. Yeah. It's Grease 2. Oh, so controversial opinion. If you're out there watching, you tell us which one you prefer. Um, I remember growing up with this movie like this movie just seemed to be in the culture when i was around i guess <laughs> it was I was always, on TV. Yeah. Yeah. always on tv i remember this is going to date me very significantly our copy was a was on vhs taped off the tv with the ads cut out but on long play because i had grease and grease too on the same VHS. Oh, oh so it was technical. on like a six hour. Yeah, so you just on long play, you just remember you could just you could go the ESP uh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you could pull the little tab out and go, oh yeah, oh I could get double the stuff on here. And yeah, I used to do more often than not when I watch Greece, I watch Greece 2 straight after. So the two of them are, are like a package deal for me. But yeah, this movie was very very prolific around the 80s and especially the early 90s as well i mean we had the grease mega, we were listening to the grease mega mix before we started today mm-hmm. to get us in the get us into the vibe it's just a how a wild that she just passed away and the storyline of rizzo 
Well, here we are. With the abortion. <laughs> like, she thinks she's pregnant and how traumatic that is. You know, Rizzo thinking she's had an abortion. Yeah. But Rizzo, does she think she's pregnant? You know what I mean? Like, the storylines in Greece. And yeah. Sandy just, I mean, the whole oh, thing Oh, okay, with popular culture. And, okay. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I couldn't so, get. I just, I, I, went, I did a hard tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it was a very hard oh, lift. Very hard lift. But yeah, one one went in here with the other, and this movie just kind of hasn't really gone away ever. Like I've Mm-mm. seen, I've seen like a play version. I've seen it in the round. I've seen it, and if I was, True. this is the one. This is the one show that I wish I would have done when I was younger. I feel like Greece would have been a super fun show to do. I didn't ever get. Who would you want to do? See, I I know that I'm not leading man. I think I would want to be duty. <laughs> even though, even okay, what if you could like gender bend? Would you? Would you always? Oh, be I'd be Rizzo. I'd be Rizzo. Me too. That's Rizzo. who I'd want to be. Would be Rizzo. She's. Uh, we're gonna talk more about stock art yeah. training because she is iconic in this movie. Yeah. But let's dive into it, shall we? Because like, there's so much to talk. So much to talk about. Uh, we have to talk about our very. It's very classic. This this opening scene on the beach, like how dramatic is it? With love is a many splendid thing playing in the background, and Sandy has to go back to Australia. They're never going to see each other again. It's just so melodramatic. The the way it's shot and every look at that hair on both of them actually. That flick fabulous, and that quiff. Fabulous. That's you think bad. that's a piece he's wearing or that was his real hair? No, I think that was his hair back then. He was he was probably rocking a, a full head of hair. Old Jodra. But as as Danny Zuko says, this isn't the end. It's only the beginning. And we cue groovy titles. The titles always used to be a little bit incongruous to me. Like, we go into the animated titles. I'm like, okay, but whatever. I don't know. Just it's as a child, I always stuck out. The it's the worst. We don't want to get done for copyright. But anyway, we have that very fabulous song. And then we discover Sandy Olsen has, or her parents have decided to remain in America. And she enrolls in her first day at Rydell High. Now, this gave this is probably my first idea of American high school. This movie, <laughs> very, just very, you know, very oh. um, misleading. <laughs> I don't think you burst into song that often, right? Occasionally, okay, depending on the school, you know. Yeah, yeah, Catholic school. We did. We'd always, you know, when somebody there was a big fight, we'd be like, "We didn't start the fire," you know. <laughs> is it choreography you have to do as well? to... Yeah, of course, absolutely. <laughs> of course, not darling. A not a bad yes. game. Of course, there was Corey, but we get to meet Danny. Well, the real version of Danny, the high school version of Danny, with his fellow T birds. Again, look, the oldest teenagers you'll probably ever see. Right, I'm like they all look like they're in their forties. But it never bothered me, and it still doesn't no. when you watch the movie. You know, I think this movie was filmed in the seventies, based in the fifties, so it's already like this this weird time flex of of a movie that I don't mind that they're older. Like, 
And I think especially in the 90s, we were so used to 30-year-olds being on TV playing teenagers. Hello, Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> <laughs> we, saw, we saw some old teenagers in Beverly Hills and stuff like that. And that's a trend that goes along, that still goes today. The, you know, we cast these older people as Creepy. teenagers. And they're like, oh, okay, no worries. And Sandy meets, of course, one of the best characters of the movie, of the whole franchise, actually, Miss Didi Khan as Frenchie. Frenchie. Who doesn't have a soft spot for Frenchie? I would have loved a friend like Frenchie at school. But Frenchie introduces innocent and pure Sandy to the baddest girls in school, and these are the chicks I'd want to hang out with. The pink ladies. That's right. Even the jackets are better in the second movie. (laughs) It was the 50s, Jeff. We've got to remember it's the 50s. Textiles have come a long way. (laughs) But it was only the 60s in the second movie, bitch. Marty, Jan, and of course, head pink lady, Miss Stockard Channing Rizzo. Yes. Meet young Sandy, and they're trying to decide whether she's pink lady material. And we get one of the best lines. You think she could be a pink lady, Jeff? She looks too pure to be pink. <laughs> like, just any, anything that's, that Rizzo says in this movie, I'm like, oh, I love it. And you can see just what kind of bitch Rizzo is when we run into Paddy Simcox, the bad scene of Rydell High. Hi! Oh, I just love the first day of school, don't you? Is it the most, to say the least? The very least. I live. Paddy Simcox is Americana personified. I think she's meant to be, you know, the all Katie McCarthy. Katie, I think Katie McCarthy would have been Paddy Simcox, right? <laughs> We love you, Katie. <laughs> we love you. But Patty is trying to um to lure young Sandy away from the bad girls club of the pink ladies and uh, let her, or force her pretty much. She doesn't really get much of a choice to become a cheerleader, even though her cartwheel is questionable. But, you know, we can't all have a great cartwheel. But this is where we discover... But Sandy met someone at the beach this summer. Tell me more. (laughs) Cue iconic number. And probably one of the first songs you think about when you hear Grease. Summer Love and Summer Nights, whatever you want to call it. And we get this narrative, this boy-girl narrative, which is amazing. I just, I, just it's so indicative of real life as well. Like, you know, they're like all about the pussy. And the girls are all like, oh my God, it was so romantic. I love it. Oh. And I've got it. I have to give credit to the um, the background dancers in these. In these. They are in oh, it yeah. to win it. They are acting their asses off. And <laughs> they are a part of it. I love it. And again, everyone's so interested, but Rizzo, not having it. Because he sounds like a drag that <laughs> kicks her off the seat. I love Miss Rizzo. It's just not interested. Until she can't at, be the end, at the end of the song, we find out that this all American nice boy 
that Sandy knows is actually bad boy leader of the T-Birds, Mr. Sandy Zuko. Oh. And this is where Riz, Rizzo begins her, I guess, plot. <laughs> are, are we supposed, do you think we're supposed to not like Rizzo? Is that, do you think that's what they're going for? I think that was some, like, yeah, I think that's like the B plot or C plot or D plot, <laughs> whatever it was kind of buried in. But I think you're supposed to come around to her. Get to learn and understand the girl that we think that she's just a nasty girl for no reason. But she's complicated, and, and that's a thing she'd never do. That is, yeah, well, well, we will talk about that later, too. So, yes, Rizzo is the 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 uh like the emphasis the 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 starting incident Riz it all happens because of Rizzo they were, I'm sure they would have met eventually but she forces the plot she gets there she's a driving force and arranges a reunion at the pep rally <laughs> now I have jumped the gun on two of my favorite characters in this movie and the next movie oh please tell me we the have principal to- yeah. <laughs> We have to talk about <laughs> Miss McGee and Blanche. I've never seen comic relief better than these two. They are hilarious and they're only on screen for the shortest amount of time. But every time they are on, I'm just like, what? Blanche is hilarious. And the straight. Did you play? Like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did a little ding. Oh, it's and the they get even, yeah, they get even better in the second movie. In the second movie, they get even better. But they are so... I love their kind of out-of-touchness, but they're very endearing. Where, like, in some of these movies, the teachers are the bad guys. You're like... I, I don't, listen, I, I got to say, the principal trick, she she gives me flashbacks, like Dana and I talked <laughs> about last night, um, the Dana show, with Sister Walter Rand. Uh, oh, she reminds me. She kind of reminds me of the nun from middle school. It's a little. She frightens me a little bit. Always, anytime I watch the Grease movies, I'm like, "Oh, it's the nun." It's the nun, not the nun. Th- there was two nuns. It was Sister Walter and Sister Helen Therese, and those two remind me of them, and they both kind of look like them. It's wild. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you pictures. Oh my god, I can't you're, wait. You're gonna die. You're gonna be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I mm-hmm. I can't wait. <laughs> So yeah, when confronted they were like, with his frack like them. <laughs> I love it. When confronted with his summertime shenanigans, Danny continues to uh, you know, support his macho ego and basically ignores poor Sandy. What happened to the Danny Zuka I met at the beach? <laughs> that I do not know. <laughs> Maybe there's two of us. Check the yellow peaches or something. Best He's a, you're a fake and a phony and I wish I'd never laid eyes on you. Hey, I bet you that's not all she laid on Azuk. <laughs> like, how there, this this movie is so quotable every day of my life, I think. There's, there's something you can take from Greece every day. So poor heartbroken Sandy just doesn't understand why he's being a nasty boy, but what, had she never dealt with a man before, obviously, before this point? She's like, girl, they're all trash. You know what you need? You need a good old-fashioned slumber party. 
Oh yes, darling. Oh girl. <laughs> I, and you can tell, like we are the gayest of gays. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> How can it not be? <laughs> I mean, it has two of the most iconic songs in there as well. But we get a lot so much character. We get that Jan's the goofball brusher 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 with the new iPad out. And I do you know who I think you are? <laughs> well, actually, no, I lied. Do you know who um who I would cast as uh, in this? I would cast Luke as Marty. <laughs> Barbie in Korea <laughs> with his seven hundred boyfriends. <laughs> it's so why is this yes. one cut in half? Oh, girlfriend was in the picture. <laughs> it is so Luke. It is Luke. I can imagine him with his Chinese silk robe. He's like, oh yes, I'm living. I'm living my best life. But we get yeah. a lot of information about these girls that could have just been, you know, they could have just been supporting characters, but they, they there's a lot of character in them. We get that Frenchie wants to, you know, she wants to go to beauty school. And she wants to do hair. She wants to do hair. She wants to do hair. She wants to make people beautiful. She does that. It's okay. But, Bless you know, before heart. that, before that, we, um, Get Sandy having her ears pierced and bleh. wild, <laughs> wild. Why don't just run a cold? I can imagine it's like, why don't you just run it, run the cold water on her ear under the faucet? <laughs> it is Luke. <laughs> it's so <laughs> is. But you know, Rizzo, who is Bad Girls Club all the way through, can't deal with it because. Miss Goody Two Shoes makes me want to bath. <laughs> I love this song. Stockard Channing, unstoppable force of nature in this as Rizzo. I yes. mean, so good. Just the expressions, everything. And the funny, do you know this was actually filmed the day that Elvis died, this scene? No. Yeah. So when they were saying, Elvis, Elvis, let me be. Yeah. So they just found out. They found out when they were filming this scene. No way. Eerie, right? That's kind of trippy. <laughs> Eerie. But poor Sandy walks in on this. It's so horrible. They're such mean girls. Yeah. Oh, they wait, don't even go this... to this school. Yeah, they don't even go to this school. And we do, of course... It's not all bad for Sandy because she gets her moment to shine. Now, Jeff, I know that you love this moment. <laughs> How gorgeous. She's so gorgeous in this part. I just like, this is my, like, my leading memory of Olivia and John, I think, is hopelessly devoted to you. And I think every, every tragic Romantic has had this song playing on the radio or playing on their phone once or twice, going, Why? Why is it love? Why is love? I don't there? know that I've ever attached it to like a real relationship. It's always meant something so much more, really. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, it's that magic thing to me, you know? Yeah. And she's the thing just that so doesn't cool. exist. 
Yeah, it's idealized, like yeah. idealized romance, like the all in all. Oh my god, I can't live without you. Thing, but anytime that you know, it's a nice. I remember I used to before my voice broke, used to rip this one out for vocal assessments and stuff because you know, gay. <laughs> hi, hi. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Miss Rizzo has left the building. <laughs> She's like out. She sees boys. <laughs> she sees Bye. boys. And she has to go. She is out, and uh, yeah, Kaniki sees. He's a good thing coming and jumps on Rizzo. But we, we of course, get the implication that, you know, Rizzo and Danny were, you know, were a thing once upon a time because she's always going at him, going at him, going at him, and even he goes back at her. So the tumultuous relationship of Rizzo and Danny must have been interesting to what see. What a weird couple they would have been. I know. Well, she's the bat. She's, I guess it's leader and leader, you know. Yeah, yeah, Alf, it's just. The Alf still. Is, I don't think he's he's man enough for her. <laughs> no, but that's the same thing with the second one. To picture uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character with that leader was like, oh no, no, yeah. oh god, no, no, no. So yeah, uh, the uh, the boys get shafted for for one Miss Rizzo, and they go to uh, make out point, I guess, and get. Get frisky in the back seat. When we find out her, her first name, her first name is Betty. <laughs> so embarrassing. So embarrassing. And then, you know, at least he, they look, they try to do the right thing. And the rubber comes out and breaks. I bought it when I was in the seventh grade. <laughs> it's like, I love it. Like, these these ultra cool dudes. It's like, oh, I bought it when I was in the seventh grade. Oh. But this is where we we meet, you know, some villains, some villains in the piece. Leader of the rival gang. Now they are they are just a gang in this. They're not a motorcycle gang like in the second one. But the Scorpions and one bitch that we're going to talk about later. Oh, <laughs> we have to talk about her. We're going <laughs> to. Meanwhile. Danny is trying to win Sandy back. He realizes he's done a bad thing and tries to become a <laughs> tries to become an athlete. And I just I love the wrestling where he's like, "Don't touch me! I'm not a homo." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but we find track. Track is what t- what he's gonna do. So he's gonna it's, run. It's kind of John's thing, wasn't it? Really, and a bunch of shit that he did with his damn hair. Yeah, no homo. No homo. <laughs> he was in big trouble. <laughs> so this yeah, this is got this is part of the um, you know, trying to win Sandy back moment. They go on a hot little date at the diner when everyone joins in. I love everyone joins in. And then we find out that, you know, even even now I think trouble in paradise for Rizzo and Kaniki. The calling card. Hickey's from Kaniki's like a Hallmark card. You only care, said your very best. And again, how about I finish with you when he starts to get on with money? Finish! Finish this! <laughs> sorry, French! <laughs> from you to, oh, sorry, from you to me, Pinky Lee. Throw the, throw the milkshake. 
Sorry, French. <laughs> I live. Rizzo. I just need a Rizzo spin-off movie. <laughs> a series of spin-off movies. But as the as everyone disperses, we get the revelation that things are not going too well for poor French at beauty school either. Oh. She dyes her hair. Brat, you look like an Easter egg. <laughs> it's a thing. She was just, you know, 70 years ahead of her time. She was. She could have been, she could have been a fashion icon. That just didn't happen. And we get an amazing musical. I appreciate this number more and more. Like every time I see it, it's just so weirdly strange and beauty. Beauty school dropout. Yeah, how long did it take for you to realize that was the the pink ladies? (laughs) I didn't see it when when I was a child. I never saw it that you know it was actually the pink ladies in a fantasy scene. I was thought it was just random chicks, oh. and I'm like, "Wait, it's them!" <laughs> I don't, you know, my mother was so upset. I, I, I'm pretty sure she would have told me because I remember her like walking me through, like my mother loved "Hopelessly Devoted to You," like that was one of her favorites. She loved that part because she loved him, uh, you know. So, like that was one of her favorite parts was "Beauty School Dropout." So I can remember her like talking me through it and like, you know, like, oh, watch this now, watch this. They're going to do the, you know, she, this is why I was the, the kid watching, you know, Dallas and Dynasty. Oh, wow. So oh, I've just realized my microphone was off. <laughs> so yeah, of course, before this, we have the revelation that, you know, if you want a hot chick, you gotta oh. get a hot. Oh, 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 oh. You I gotta know, I get know, a hot car. I know, I know. You need a real pussy wagon. <laughs> you do. You do yeah. need a real pussy wagon. <laughs> now, gold grease line me, and gold grease line. if I'm wrong, but I never noticed, again, when I was a child, pussy wagon or the chicksel cream for grease lightning. <laughs> Like, I, I, I'm with you. I did not catch it until I was in high school. There was like, somebody in high school. I think we were trying to do it in choir or something. And yeah. we were doing it. And the principal, somebody like else, like in the big, they caught and they were like, you guys can't. You can't that. sing that. Uh-uh. Like, they were like, not? absolutely not. <laughs> I know. We, we're like, what? And they're like, real pussy. I'm like, oh. Oh. My band. But they used to play this, and they still do. They play this song at all the Megavix at kids' discos, like mm-hmm. kids' dances and stuff. They play it all the time. I'm like, we just happily ignore that. They I'm must listening. cut it out or, like, do something. They have to, like, how they do we don't. not notice? Do you think it's we just give <laughs> this movie is that classic that we just give it a little bit like, whatever? You don't hear it. I think yeah. it well, even like when we talked, we did the, the last show we did, right? Was Outrageous Fortune. Yeah. The things that we don't pick up on until later. Times, yeah, yeah. It's wild, right? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Now, this is where things get exciting again. National Bandstand is coming to Rydell High. <laughs> Forward to hand jive, baby. We get the big, big dance number. Look at Daddy, Daddy and Sandy killing it. 
pretty look at look at it. oh yeah it's just a, um, it's very uh it. saturday night very saturday night fever right yeah very saturday night fever but all the couples are back together except rizzo has brought leo the well technically technically she's part of a thruple <laughs> So Rizzo's ahead of her time <laughs> because she's with the Scorpions leader, but she also brings in this bitch. Cha-Cha Whoa. G. Gregorio, the best dancer at St. Bernadette's with the worst reputation. So much trouble. Again, who daddy knows. Danny's a bit of a man whore, we're finding out, because he knows that a, a family friend, apparently, we say, but I don't, I don't know. I don't I, buy it, Danny. I don't buy it, Mr. I Zika. just, I mean, you just look at it, let's just be honest. I understand it's the 1950s, maybe women had a different perspective, but I don't see that man walking around with like $3 and change in his pants. You know what I'm saying? Like that man's <laughs> maybe working with like a dollar and quarter. Dollar fifty, maybe. They're meant to be teenagers. No, it's not. I don't care. No, no. Jeffrey says still need to have a lot of quarters in high school. I'm still a high school. I still want a lot of quarters. Uh, We're not all as whorish as you, Jeff. It's funny. (laughs) My name's not Luke. But what about what about Vince Fontaine and Marty? Do we think this is creepy now in, in retrospect? The TV host, who is obviously like, do you think he's meant to be like 40? Dan Cook? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like oh. He's meant to be 40. Mm-hmm. And then Marty's just, just like in the background of everything, just trying to but get that again, That would have been normal in the 50s. Exactly. It would not, nobody would have blinked at it. That's the crazy shit. The times were different. Times have changed. Yeah. Times have changed, and you—I like, don't know if you can do what you, what they used to do. You can't just cut in in the middle of a dance competition and steal someone's partner. <gasps> Could you Cha-cha. imagine if they still had those? Cha-cha. Oh. Cha-cha de Gregorio. I'll tell you what, that <laughs> bitch can dance. Bitch can dance. I will give her that. Okay, I so don't she think... can hand jive and she can slide yeah. through somebody's legs. She's get, she can do more than hand jive, I'm sure, by the looks of it. She oh. can hand something else too. She that kind of girl. She's from the wrong side of the tracks. She's from the wrong <laughs> side of the tracks. She's probably got carpal tunnel now. <laughs> probably. Just, just and we also get the iconic blue moon scene here as well. <laughs> With the T-Birds. Ending the transmission of the show by mooning the audience. Oh. <laughs> and then, like I love it. Yeah. Blue Moon. That's the yeah. song that's playing. <laughs> they, as they Took the a audience. second. You saw me standing alone without a dream in my heart, without a love of my own. I love that the next scene, <laughs> Miss McGee's like, we have members of the FBI who are, who are gifted in this form of identification searching for you as we speak. There's a butt analysis on on, this, on the FBI team. <laughs> like, how does one get that job? 
I don't know. I feel like that. But just for grown men, not teenagers, for not grown for teenage men. teenage boys, know? grown men. No, sexy to... grown men only. <laughs> very specific, very specific. Yes, like hot grown men, preferably rich, um, not too hairy, so not real pasty white. Care, white. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man with plan. But look, Sandy's a glutton for punishment because she again, again agrees to go out with Danny after, you know, twice. They go to the drive-in, and he tries to, yeah, tries to give her his ring and elbows elbows her in the tit. Poor girl, (laughs) that looked like it hurt too. I was like, Jesus Christ! But you know, he's a teenage boy, and he's only thinking of one thing. And when he tries his moves, she is not having it. Not having it. She gets stranded at the drive-in. Branded. This is so Elvis, right? Really is. So Elvis. I have very fond memories of this song, though. Or very fond song association, because I sang this song to get into my full-time performing arts course. (laughs) So... I just remember going to the drive-ins and we had the same fucking things that would play in the background, the cartoon, like for the <laughs> so like, Where's the swing stand? set? Where's the swing set? <laughs> oh, Sandy, baby. I love a drive-in. We've only got one drive-in like close by. There's one. Oh, it'll be closed in October. Oh, we actually went and saw Greece there once. Greece and Greece too. Oh, it might be open though for how I don't. Well, Ooh, like that. that could be fun. Yeah, maybe. That could be fun. So this is also a very important moment for one Miss Betty Rizzo. <laughs> because rumor um, went around at the dance that Rizzo, oh, well, she thought she was pregnant at the dance, but this is where the Rizzo, Rizzo rumor goes into full drive. You know, Rizzo's PG, pass it on. <laughs> I love the gossip, the gossip chain that they start at the snack shack. By the time they're around the corner, the gossip is out. It's just so indicative of teenage life. It's like, right, cool, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what, Jeff? There are worse things she could do. Mm-hmm. They go with a boy on two. Now, this Even for though me, the neighborhood thing. This for me. (laughs) Oh, he's off. This for me is one of the better parts of the movie. I there's so much that happened. Like you get to see so much in this one song. You get to see that this girl isn't just this big tough, like you get to see that she is she does what she does so she doesn't get hurt that she is hurt, that she's fragile, that she wants love. And this all happens in the space of this little tiny musical interlude. And she even lets her guard down to Sandy a little bit here, which is nice. Like we start to see the softening of Rizzo and I really enjoy it. I think that Stockard, she's the MVP on this cast. I don't think it would be the same without her. It's, you know, amazing. I remember, I, I don't know, you guys probably didn't see it because Broadway's over here, but so Rosie O'Donnell was in the Grease cast, right? And she was like the star, so they promoted the living hell out of her. 
So in the commercials, Rosie O'Donnell would be on there. Grace, you've seen it once, you've seen it twice, you got to go see it. Grace, 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 Grace. And she was playing Rizzo. So I never actually went and listened to like her singing or watching any clip. Yeah. It's not the same. It's just no, not the same. I love Rosie, but it's just not because she, you know, Rosie admittedly is not a strong singer. Yeah. You know, so. And she'd be talk- she's like, I'd be talking to people in the audience in the middle of the show. And I'm like, that would so be me, right? I- I'd be so out of my mind. Up, Rosie. Do- <laughs> doing the same part, eight, eight, you know, eight shows a week. I'd be yeah. like, hey, Jenny, how are you? I've been sports <laughs> things. Yeah. But yeah, Stalker, like the way she sang it, the way it was done. It, yeah, there's something to it compared to any other performance I've heard. I've seen two famous people do... Rizzo and that they did quite well. I saw Danny Minogue do Rizzo. She was quite good as Rizzo. And I've also seen clips of Lucy Lawless as Rizzo on Broadway. And she oh, was Lucy. she was good. Because Riz- Lucy Lawless is that kind of, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexy I see beast her anyway. <laughs> yeah. She's she, and she's got chops, she can sing. So yeah, I've heard her singing some clips. She's amazing. She had a good voice. Now, well, she's got we, don't that. Really, <laughs> we don't really talk about the race because, you know, the gays don't care about the car racing. We just care about the emotional ballads <laughs> and the dance numbers. But there is, of course, the Thunder, Ra- the Thunder Road race where we're going to find out who gets ownership of Grease Lightning. Cha-Cha's back. Ugh. Nobody cares. What did she give him? A lock of hair from her chest. (laughs) So, you know, after Kaniki gets knocked unconscious by the car door in a bit of a slapstick, Daddy has to race at Thunder Road. Oh, Daddy. Daddy wins. As Sandy, poor fragile Sandy, looks on, you know, because she loves the boy. Who knew? She actually... As big as a douchebag as he is, she she sees the good side in him. Bless her. No good side. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. I'll break your heart. It doesn't matter because Sandy's got a plan and she needs Frenchie's help. As we get a little reprise of Sandra D. Goodbye to Sandra D. <gasps> Goodbye. Because graduation day at the end of all this. And we... Yes, we get we get the um, emotional Miss McGee. <laughs> oh, Blam! Stop <laughs> blubbering. <laughs> I love, I, I love, and we've seen we've seen the fact that you know our lovely, lovely, lovely casts have changed and grown, Daddy. Danny Zuko has lettered in track. He's applied himself. He's more than just a greasy, greasy boy. And there's been one other big change as well. Besides the fact that Rizzo's not pregnant. (laughs) I wonder what could it be, Steve? Do we have a photo? Oh, tell me about it. There was a makeover? There was the makeover to end all makeovers. Let's be honest. When we think Greece, this is what we think. We think of Olivia Newton-John sewed into those pants. How hot must have they been? 
dancing in the sun. Oh, in all oh, yeah, black. They had to suck. But look at how tiny they both are. Oh yeah, they weren't eating those hamburgers on set. That's for sure. They both looked great. Yeah, they looked amazing. And come on, the that's the that's the song you think of when you think of this movie. Like that's the mental image that comes up is they're all in black walking around the fo- the the fun house and dancing, and they're like, "Oh, they go fuck." That's that's what it is. It's foreplay in a song. They ain't gonna fuck. But Sandy's if I had a now. quarter for every time I saw. A drag queen and a drag king do that and drag. I could be retired. Now, what do you think of the criticism of this movie now that in the modern day that Sandy shouldn't have to change herself to appeal to Danny? It's a movie made in the late 70s about the 50s. Give me a fucking break. Get over it. (laughs) Like, I mean, come on. Like, I, it blows my mind that we can't have context to the situation and the time frame in which it came from. Right. Hello. And I mean, in reality. Oh, it's bullshit. From, Absolute bullshit. Speaking from experience, sometimes, you know, in relationships, people do change who they are to be with someone. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that that particular movie situation was yeah. absolute no, bullshit. I don't, I, yeah, I don't remember the last time I sewed myself into a pair of lacquer pants for a guy. No. <laughs> you know, maybe that's the problem. Or took off in a floating car. Yeah, well, we're about to get there because we get out. You know, our big emotional. This always puts a smile on my face. This last part when everyone's back together, we're having a dance in. You know, because what if it's graduation? What if they never see each other again? Well, they all died in a, a an attack. <laughs> an attack. My God. But we do get, the- you know, what man boom. And Olivia and John fly away. In because they're dead. Because then, yes, if you believe if you believe the uh, the the legends, they are dead at the end of the movie. And kind of um it's kind of, yeah, a bit sadly. I don't even think that's marriage. John Travolta. Look at the back of that. That does yeah, not it doesn't look, really like look like him, does it? No, it does not. So we're, we're going to, yeah, we're going to farewell Miss Olivia Newton-John there. And I've got to ask, Jeffrey, what do you give Grease? How many, how many leather jackets are you going to give Grease out of five? What What's the count? What's the count? Oh. Uh... <laughs> It gets five. Five straight up. <laughs> yep, yep, five. Five, nice, man. I don't think there's anything wrong with this movie. I think it's close to a perfect movie, actually. At no time in this movie do I ever go, oh, I'm bored. When it's on TV, like it's on TV, and especially lately, it's been on TV a lot because of Olivia. But I will if it's on TV. I will sit at least at least watch twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, if not the whole thing, and go. Oh, I love this. Even see, even my kids. All the, I, I mean, they just we just watched. I think I was messaging you that yeah. one day or whatever we watched Grease one and Grease two, and they were enthralled by it. You know, and that's like the first because it's the only musical that I'm into. I don't get down with Chicago or 
or what's the other one? Rent or whatever the other ones that have been. I don't know. No, Greece is it for me. Thank you. I do think I think that's probably the appeal for it too. It's it's a cool musical. It's not. It doesn't sound so musically. The song the songs are more mass appeal, and they're it's fun. This movie's just fun. Yeah. Who doesn't have fun when you watch Greece? Like I can go through and quote it like like no one's misses. It's that kind of movie where you just want to sit there, which is why you know the sing along version is so popular and why the movie has lasted so long. Like it it's came out nineteen seventy eight, and we're still talking about it today. Off a budget of $6 million, this movie at the box office grossed $366.2 million. And just the translation? A monster. That's a monster hit. And it, yeah. it, it does puzzle me, but I guess they weren't really late 70s. It wasn't really a sequel world, was it? We didn't really have sequels. A no. lot of sequels to. No, it's sequels it then been, were, if they did have them were trash. Yeah, it would have been nice to see what happened to this cast as they got older, but of course we did have Grease 2, whether you love Grease 2 or not. We, we did have Grease 2. I think we've we've shown our hand on Grease 2 and I've had I've had a request from a, for another cast member that they would like to be on the Grease 2 panel when we get to <laughs> Grease 2. Well, the, the shitty love, thing is is they could have done a Grease Two from the original movie. In, in, in the last yeah twenty years, before anything happened, you know what this, I mean. Yeah, but before people, before we started saw, losing the cast. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, oh God, it was only I think it was like two thousand seventeen. Her and John, and he put the toupee on, and they were in I yeah. think it was Florida, and yeah. they got together and they sang the songs, and they both yeah. looked great, and a bunch of the cast, like it was such yeah. a. It was cute. Um, it was. It was. It was. It, Bittersweet, it, I think you, it was. You couldn't watch it and not feel yeah. nostalgic and, and love and, and yeah. happy. Like there was just some kind of weird, like, and the, the oh, it's just it was a great. It's got a very. I think this movie has a very special place in time as well, just for especially for people our age, that older millennial, like, or anyone that grew up in the nineties as well when it mm. had its resurgence. You've got. For like, because I've got I know people that are younger than that now that have never seen Greece. I'm like, what? How have you never seen Greece? The and there's Keep been rumors. Up. There's been rumors for years upon years upon years about Greece three. Now I remember this discussion going on back in the late '90s, hardcore when Justin and Brittany were dating that they were going to be starring in Greece three together. And they they would have gone back to Sandy and Danny like they would have been some kind of relation and blah 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 blah. So that never happened. But Greece is still the word because there is not one but two TV shows happening very very soon. Now originally, Greece Rydell High was the was the show that was going to come out. At, on HBO Max, as it says there. Oh, the idea did that just has, get canned? <laughs> no, it has shifted now. It's actually two separate shows. So we're getting a prequel series that, that deals with the characters of Sandy and Daddy in the summer. So it's a, like a limited series called Summer Lovin'. 
But the one that is in production right now and is coming to us apparently this year is Greece Rise of the Pink Ladies. Now, this actually happens years before, years and years before the movie. Everyone, uh, the, the, the Miss McGee is oh. in there as a younger woman. Uh, like, she, start, she just becomes, I think, a teacher at the school. She's not principal. And it's a, a couple of generations before our pink ladies take so control. Are they going to be singing in the show? Yep, they're musical. It's going to be a musical show. It's fully cast. It is filming now. So Greece Rise of the Pink Ladies is coming, which will be interesting. And apparently, rumor has it that we, we will get some cameos and stuff like that. But eventually, if the show does have legs, the original pink ladies will be introduced as freshmen and we will see them go through to their senior year. Which is cool. It could be cool. Could be very cool. We'll have to wait and see. But you know, five popcorns, five five leather jackets, five grease lightnings for me as well. I think you can't go wrong with grease. You never can go wrong with grease. If you need a feel, if you need to pick me up, you just need to jump in there, put grease on, watch it. We did this for Olivia, so thank you, Olivia Newton John, for giving us Sandra Day. I don't think it would have been the same with you know. Marie Osmond or whoever else they were trying to get in there. Ooh. Yeah, a lot of people auditioned for for, um, for Sandy, but John Travolta said it had to be her, it had to be Olivia, and I think he was right. So thank you, John. I think I'm, I'm really actually quite sad for him. He's lost a lot of people lately, and he was very close to her, and she now he's lost her as well. The cast have been very well. The surviving cast have been very supportive and sent lovely messages out. No, he's Olivia. losing all his fan cags. So yeah, we hope you enjoy Greece. If there is a movie you want to watch, if you want us to talk about, and look, it has been Jeffrey and I back to back. But there's some there's some other people that are coming on to talk about different movies. So if you want to uh, chat about a movie and you're an expert in a movie, why don't you get in contact with us and you could be joining the panel and having a chat too thank you for joining me today mr jeffrey Emmett. it has been a pleasure as always and we will see you again very very soon here in a side seating bye guys keep cool until you're a cool rider hey. <laughs>